0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Spilling the Beans. Um <laughs> I am your host as usual, Persphine. Um So, the <laughs> does anyone know how to like make your voice sound weird like that that I just did at the beginning? There's like that spot on your neck that you can like pinch with two your fingers and it like makes your voice sound really weird when you just pinch it like that. I don't know. Anyway, that's interesting. Also, I don't know if you could hear my stomach just barely, but it just made a bunch of weird sounds. Um, anyway, um, yes, so today, um, well, first of all, I'm in a different position as I'm recording this than I usually am. <laughs> and that's because um, I need to be situated where I can see all of my Marvel movies on the floor, um, because I got a request to kind of rank the Marvel movies from like my least favorite to my favorite. And I thought that is a great idea because I'm super passionate about the Marvel movies. I love all of them. I'm just gonna say right off the bat that as a comic, I think DC is superior to Marvel. Um, <laughs> but that out of the way, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is definitely one of the most amazing cinematic feats of all time. You know, they started out with the first Iron Man movie in 2008, and it's 2018. And it looks like they've made uh, 20 movies, I think. I think 20 okay, well, let me count again, 5, 10, 15, okay, yeah, 20, so, um, and, you know, they've kept making the movies relatively consistently, and the fact that people are still interested, probably now more than ever, you know, with Avengers Infinity War having come out, it's just, um, it's just really cool how they've made so many movies, but no one's lost interest, and they've um, consistently gotten really good ratings, you know, um, I don't think any Marvel movies won an Oscar yet. Um, if Black Panther doesn't, I'm going to be kind of surprised because I thought that movie definitely earns an Oscar and Infinity War. Those two movies were insane. I think, uh, well, there's a lot of things I think, but, um, uh, I guess before I get started on that list, cause it's going to take a while. I want to make sure I say some other things real quick. Um, a movie I watched recently that it's not a Marvel movie at all, it's Planet of the Apes, specifically Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, I watched that just barely, actually. Um, I was told that I'd probably like those movies, and so I watched the first one just barely of the most recent trilogy. And, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it, you know. Um, it, it's a pretty, it's a good movie. I I thought it was good, you know, and I wouldn't say it's like, oh, it's so compelling. You know, I have, I have a new found love for apes and monkeys and stuff. Like, that's not what I got out of it, but I thought it was really, really cool. And I love monkeys. I think they're really cute animals. And even though they're like these monkeys that are like throwing people off the um Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> and like you know, destroying cop cars and helicopters. Like, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. Is it bad that I was cheering for the apes the whole time? <laughs> like, am I betraying the mankind because of that? <laughs> you know, they, they do a good job at like making the humans totally seem like the bad guys. <laughs> and so I'm sure if that situation were um, relevant to real life, if there was like an army of really smart people apes, just on the loose, that I might, I'd probably help the humans, just because I want to live, but I don't know, Uh, anyway, there's two more, I'm, I'm interested in seeing the other one, so, there's that, also, I was talking with, uh, some of my coworkers about careers and stuff, um, when a, a a lot of the well my coworkers they're into a lot of nerdy things you know they i might have talked about them already they really like dungeons and dragons and video games and like the comics and stuff they're like they know a lot more about that than me so if anyone thinks i'm a nerd just trust me i i just like these things i haven't even scratched the surface i don't know if you could hear that sound i just got a notification so i'm gonna put that on silent um um, and, sorry, what was I saying? <laughs> Lost my train of thought. Um, oh, and we are talking about careers, and, you know, I, I discussed before that I think it's totally fine having a career in the NFL or the NBA or any other sports type thing, as long as it's not your whole life, you know? Like, there's nothing wrong with making tons of money for being really good at a sport, because, you know, you provide genuine entertainment for those that watch it, and, you know, if you use the money you earn appropriately, you know, such as, like, building up to greater goals, you know, like, if your end goal is to be on a professional team in the NBA or something, um, when you can't play basketball anymore, what, what are you, or you get replaced, what are you going to do, you know, you should definitely take advantage of that time to, you know, earn your Earn your money, you know, your, your share of the bills and, you know, be, you should be able to, I think if you have that much money, you should definitely donate some of it to charity. You know, I, that, that's just my opinion though. I'm no financial expert. I also think that, you know, family is, is, that's way more important than any, you know, award you get for being amazing at sports. And so you should definitely use your career to fuel your progress to something greater, you know, like a family, you know, helping your kids be amazing, you know, teaching them how to be good people, things like that. Um, And then he brought up, well, if you think that about people in sports, what do you think about like professional gamers, you know, people that play video games for a living and get paid for it? I, again, I, I think that's totally okay, you know, it's that... To me, that sounds really fun. I mean, I'd never be good enough at any video game to be professional, but that sounds great, you know? Um, and it, it like, same thing applies, you know, you can use that, your income to achieve other things. Um, I, I listened to, um, these two people, Ben Shapiro and Mike Rowe, talk in this interview type thing recently, and Mike Rowe said, um, something to the effect of happiness is a terrific symptom but it's a terrible goal and he was referring to um like working to jobs and things and I thought you know that's so true you know a, a lot of we're usually taught like you know you should follow your passions you know do what makes you happy where you know that's good and all but um like a career is a career, you know. It's it's just a job. Uh, granted, it'll be a big part of your life. You know, that's how you earn. Sorry, I'm just popping my knuckles. Okay, now that that's over with, <laughs> you know, a, a job's a job. You know, if if your job is your life, then you need to make some changes because family should be a huge part of it. You know, t- make, spending time with your family, s- teaching your children good values and good morals, and, you know, serving others, um, you know, and and I know some people are in situations where they have a job and it's very time-consuming, and, you know, I know a lot of people that, you know, they have to work on Sundays sometimes, even though they um, are encouraged not to, you know, if they're a part of a church or something, and you know, uh, I am not here to judge everybody's different circumstances, but um, you should, you know, you you should live after the manner of happiness. I was talking to my dad about this recently, and that's what he was saying. Like, And even Ben Shapiro was like, you know, I love my job, but sometimes it really is just like, oh, I got to wake up and go to work today. Um, and that's personally how I feel about my job as a janitor. You know, I, I really do enjoy it. But sometimes, you know, I'm I'm exhausted and I don't necessarily want to wake up very early to go in. Um, you know, it's it's not the happiest job ever, but I live after the manner of happiness. I do those things that, you know, they, they make my life good. They make it what it is. And, you know, so if your dream is to be, you know, a, an actor or in a band or something, that's cool, you know, if if those are your hobbies, you should totally um, maintain those things, but I I don't know, just make sure that you do what needs to be done to live after the manner of happiness, and but not always just to be happy, because there's going to be moments where, you know, you're not going to be happy. <laughs> there are moments in my life where I'm not happy, even though life is great, so Make sure life is great and not necessarily, like, you're happy all the time, if that makes sense. I'm kind of all over the place. I just got a text from my friend um, who asked me to um, pit these uh, Marvel movies against each other. Um, shout out to Robin. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess that's... Now's a good time to get started. Um, so... I'm just gonna, right off the bat, I'm not even gonna talk about the Incredible Hulk movie. Um, they didn't even, it's not even the same actor. Um, it's a different actor. So, it's like, I have no emotional attachment to Bruce Banner. Um, oh, and, and by the way, as I'm talking about these movies, I'm not gonna explain every character, a character, character or every plot or anything too deep. Like, if you haven't seen these movies, you're a loss. Um, I'm just going to talk about them. And so hopefully you know what I'm talking about. But, so let's start from the bottom. Excluding The Incredible Hulk, um, number, I guess there's 19, not including that. So, okay, let's see. The first one I'll discuss is Thor The Dark World. Now, this is probably my uh, least favorite Marvel movie. Um, and I still really like it. Th- that's how much I love these movies. Like, I, I would totally be down to watch any of these movies at any time. This, this one's just my least favorite. Um, I feel like in this movie, a lot of the humor is kind of forced. You're just like, Oh, they put that in there so that I'll laugh at it, you know, <laughs> like, it- and sometimes it's, it's like, it's really hit and miss. There's some genuinely funny moments, but it's like, okay, what's going on here? And like, um, one of the characters, He's like, he's just, he's completely lost his mind. <laughs> he's like, he's just insane. Like, you know, he, at one point he's not wearing pants. You just see him in this underwear and you're like, okay, what is this? <laughs> um, And um, the plot is, it, it, it's cool, you know, but it's kind of like, oh, well, all right. Another, another fun movie, you know, there are a lot of cool special effects in this movie, but I mean, that's not... If that's all that's in a movie, it's not, doesn't have very much substance. Um, but there are some cool things about it. I feel like Odin's character was a little different than it should have been, which is alright. Um, and this is the, this is the movie where Thor really starts acting more like an American and less like an Asgardian. And I'll discuss more about that as we go through these movies, but I didn't really like that. I, I like the first Thor more than this one because of that. You know, he's very different from just the normal, like, you know, people from the Earth um, becoming superheroes. Like, he's, you know, he's, his culture is a lot different. You know, he's an Asgardian. They have certain ways of speaking and acting. And I feel like that kind of um, diminished a little bit in this movie, and I didn't really like that. The bad guy's really cool. It's uh, Christopher Eccleston. He was one of the doctors in Doctor Who, I believe. And he was a cool bad guy. You know, he's, a, he's like this dark elf. You know, he, he gets zapped by Thor's lightning in one part. And he has like this scarred, like burned face. And it's like, he's really cool. His voice is cool. Like, I, I was a fan. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a fun movie. The, the bad guys are pretty cool. Um, but let's just, let's move on. Because as we keep as we get to the movies that I really really like, it it gets pretty in depth why I like them. So next we have so first we have Thor: The Dark World, then we have Iron Man three. Now, um, this movie it's cool. I think I think the plot is weaker than some in the Marvel movies, but it's still cool. You know, there's like oh okay, I, I remember one thing about it that I think is weird. So like at the beginning it's super cheesy like. There's this guy with like longer hair and he has glasses. He's kind of like a nerd, you know, he's like a scientist. He wants to talk to Tony Stark, but he gets turned down. And then um, I totally, when I first saw this, I totally knew it was going to happen. That guy was going to, you know, he's going to be all handsome later on and, you know, better looking, kind of like in the Incredibles, how Buddy got rejected from Mr. Incredible. And now he's like powerful and stuff that that happened in this one. And I was like, okay, that was really cheesy and, like, really stereotypical. I don't know. But, and, oh, and Ben Kingsley, he plays the, uh, the Mandarin, which I guess in the comics the Mandarin is actually, like, a pretty formidable foe. But it turns out in this movie, like, the Mandarin is just a facade for, like, the real villain, which is Dr., I think Killian is his name or something. And, like, and it's, like, him and this group of, like, fire-breathing strong people and it, which is pretty cool um a lot of it i think is really weird like how iron man is like hey guys like if you really want to find me come to my house it's like are you stupid like they'll probably actually do that and they did and they come up and they blow up his house and stuff and and um there's in, in this movie there's the general pretty much everyone complains about this like At the end, why'd you blow up all your suits? You know, why'd you blow up all your Iron Man suits? It's so stupid. You could have used them again. The the how it should have ended is really funny because it's like, well, you don't have any more suits now, so I guess you're not really an Avenger. But Pepper's got some power, so let's bring her on the team. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, Pepper, you should have kept your abilities. That's so cool. (laughs) But, you know, it's all right. You know, I'm not too sore about that. And... But I feel like Iron Man 3 was like they were kind of just trying to get ideas for another uh, Marvel movie. And so they're like, "Uh, I guess we can just make another Iron Man, (laughs) which was cool. I mean, they haven't made an Iron Man for a while, which is good because there's already three. But um, it's still fun, though. There are a lot of really funny moments in that movie. Like I said, like I would watch any of these movies at any time. This is this is just my order. It, It took me a little bit of time to figure this out. So next on the list we have the first Thor. Now, I like this movie. Um, I like this movie quite a bit uh, because I love how you see Loki's character be developed, and Heimdall is just a boss in this movie. You know, he he's a man of few words, but whenever he says something, you're just like, "Dang!" <laughs> and you really see how Asgardians feel. Getting the actor, uh, Kenneth Branagh, I believe that's how you say his last name. Um, he he was a really good choice for this. I don't know why, but just his style of uh, directing this Thor movie, I thought it was really really good. Um, it uh. What was I saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it really it, it makes Thor much different than the other superheroes. Just Not just because he has a hammer and he can fly around. He has a cape and whatnot. But that he just acts and speaks differently. And this is really where you get the Asgardian roots. And you see Asgard for the first time. It's, just, it's really cool, you know. And they're fighting the Frost Giants. Um, you know, you see how... Why Loki is... Like, turns more mischievous than he just was in the past and I, I think it's really cool. Loki really is like one of the coolest villains ever. He's so cool. Um, there is this weird bit, like relationship with, uh, Thor and Natalie Portman, Jane Foster, I think is her name in the movie. Like, I'm sorry, but getting Natalie Portman, that was, that was not the correct, um, casting decision. She's a, no offense. I just I really don't think she's that good of an actor. I mean she's fine as Padme or whatever in the prequels, but I d I don't know. She they should have got someone else. Um anyway, anyway, um but it's fun though. There's a lot of cool action. You know, when Thor explodes the rainbow bridge at the end, that part's awesome. It makes this really cool sound. Ah uh, and I love it. And you and I love this origin story because you get to see like how Thor, he sets down his pride so that he can truly become a good king, Um, and this is just like one of the first steps towards him becoming king, and it, I don't know, it's just really cool how like, there's an obvious moral thing to be learned in this movie, That is that, you know, your pride will prevent you from doing what needs to be done, and from doing the right thing, and so... I I really like that. So, alright, the next movie is the first Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Now, I know I'm already getting a lot of um, cringes from people listening to this because people love Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, I really liked the first one. Um, You know, you get to see the characters for the first time meet up. Just the, the most random group of people ever joining forces to save the galaxy no, guard the galaxy and it's really funny the the problem one of the problems I have with the Guardians movies is that they're usually there's usually a lot of language and a lot of crude humor (laughs) which I mean it fits their characters really well you know it'd be so lame to watch these movies if they weren't like that it's like I can't really support that even though usually I think what like those crude jokes. I usually think they're hilarious. Um, but you know, I, I I can't reward something that I shouldn't, you know? Um, and oh yeah, another issue with the Iron Man movies real quick is just, they usually have like a sketchy scene or two and you're just like, what? (laughs) Like, none of the other movies struggle with this. Why do you? (laughs) Come on, Tony. Um, but Anyway, back to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, You know, you get to see an Infinity Stone for the first time, and that kind of sets up the whole, like, whoa, there's more of these, huh? Like, where is this going to take the Marvel Universe? Like, this movie is really the one that kind of expands. Like, it's restricted to, like, the original Avengers, you know, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk, Hawkeye, Black Widow, you know, those guys, and Nick, Nick Fury, you know, pretty much that team. But Guardians of the Galaxy, that's when it, like, really opens up. And it's like, ooh, the options just got a lot more. Like, there's more options. (laughs) And so, I thought that was really cool. So, that way, it's not just like this, oh, wow, Iron Man 5, I'm so excited. (laughs) You know, like, that's really where they brought in, they they expanded their horizons. And that's what brought people back. They're like, ooh, okay, more superheroes, this is going to be interesting. And, like, a larger plot, you know, a, a plot that's teased from the first Avengers uh, movie, which I'll get into later. But Guardians of the Galaxy, it's fun, you know. Um, yes. All right, next one, Iron Man 2. Now, I really enjoy this movie because um, this is, uh, this in this Iron Man movie, um, you can see how Iron Man is like, you know, he's a lot more um, altruistic than he used to be, kind of just how he saw soldiers die to try and protect him and all that stuff in the first movie. And now he's kind of like, he's still very Tony Stark in the sense of being a rich billionaire, but he's really figuring himself out in this movie. And so um, this movie is really cool because it has the first villain that's like, the kind of philosophical like he went to a place where Tony Stark was in front of like millions of people watching TV basically he he's so rich that he basically bought a race car driver's vehicle and raced in place of him <laughs> that's how that's how much money Tony Stark has and so he just entered the race and it was a a really important. And widely viewed Grand Prix that was in Italy, I think, or something. And um, so a lot of people are watching it, and that's when Ivan Ivan Vanko, I think that's how you... I think that's his name. He goes in and he attacks Iron Man. Now, he loses that fight, but you later hear him say that he, his philosophy is if you can make God bleed, then people start believing in him, which, I mean, being a Christian and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I strongly disagree with that because, um, well, Jesus Christ bled for me, and he and myself have never been more alive because of that. But anyway, um, yeah, so he he didn't even want to kill Iron Man. He just, um, he wounded him, but millions of people saw that, and that kind of ruined the image of Iron Man. He was like, well, there's other people with this insane technology. Like, are we really even safe with this Iron Man? And so he wanted a, like a, he wanted fear to be spread, not just simply killing Iron Man. Because killing Iron Man would have made a martyr out of him. And it would have been like, he died trying to protect us. So we got to improve ourselves type thing. He, he wanted fear to be spread. And, and then, you know, there's more shenanigans and stuff and they fight him in a better suit and whatnot and they kill him. And it's it's a fun movie. Um, Oh, and this one you see Black Widow for the first time, and it's it's pretty awesome. Okay, the next movie in line is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now I really like this movie. I that one that's the last one that came out, and it's fun. You know, it it continues the story of the first movie. Um, You know, it's got a lot of the same like things about the first one that makes it awesome. You know, they. Um, you know, he turns small and big, you know, he changes size and stuff. It's really cool. And then you get, um, the Wasp, which is really awesome sidekick, you know, very powerful, you know, really cool abilities. Um, and, it, and the Ant-Man movies, are, they're really goofy and funny. Like, they've got kind of a Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. They're just really funny and witty, you know, very lighthearted movies. Um, the only reason this movie is behind the first Ant-Man is probably just because nothing beat an origin story, which leads me to the next movie, which is the first Ant-Man. Um, it's just really cool to see how, you know, Ant-Man wants to do the right thing, but he feels like the only way he can make a living is through thieving others, I guess and making scores off of that, you know, but really, he just wants to do the right thing. And then he ends up being found by um, the original Ant-Man, Hank Pym, who's gotten too old to use the suit in the ways that, you know, uh, Ant-Man uses it, you know, changing size constantly, you know, combat, stuff like that. And in this one, this is also a movie where it's like, whoa, things just got weird because he explores the quantum realm for the first time. And you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> and, you know, he, he fights um, another Avenger in this movie, Ant-Man does. He fights Falcon, which is really important to the plot of Civil War, which I will get to later. And, you know, it's just a fun origin story. You know, he, he's figuring out family things. I, I don't know. That, that's why I like it more than Ant-Man and the Wasp. So next one. After Ant-Man is Thor, Ragnarok. Now, this movie, you know, this movie, I, I really liked it. It's really funny. And it, it has a really cool story. There's so many cool things about this movie. Um, you, you finally see the Hulk. Because you don't see the Hulk since Age of Ultron. And by that time, a lot of movies have come out already. And you're just like, where's the Hulk? where to go, you know? And you find out that Hulk is on this planet that Thor gets trapped on and Loki um, because they're, you know, they're fighting their uh, sister that they didn't know about. And, you know, there's really, really cool action in this one because, you know, Thor and Hulk fighting each other. Like, who who doesn't want that? We've been waiting for that since we first saw them kind of fight in the first Avengers movie. Um, and I love... The whole theme of like Asgard isn't a place, it's a people. And so, you know, maybe their home does end up getting destroyed, but anywhere can be a home if they make it one, you know, and like, and that's kind of the message that's taught. Um, the soundtrack is, really fits this movie well. They did it, they were smart by choosing Mark Mothersbaugh, I believe that's his name. He did the soundtrack for the Lego movie. Um, and it's this really like zany sounding, like space weirdness soundtrack, and it, it makes sense. It, it really fits, um, the, like the tone of the movie. And, and the casting for this movie, the casting was spot on. Getting Jeff Goldblum to play the Grandmaster, that was the funniest decision ever made by Marvel. Very good. Um, Getting, they got Carl Urban to play this character called Scourge. He's really, really pointless, <laughs> but he he ends up, like, um, sacrificing himself to save at the Asgardians, which, you know, that's cool and honorable. He was just kind of pointless. Um, Heimdall is really cool in this movie. <laughs> um, he's just so awesome, you know. Now he's got, like, these dreadlocks, and you're just like, whoa! <laughs> um, and then, you know... Who doesn't love a little bit of Doctor Strange? You know he makes an appearance in this movie, and it's like wow, that this is cool. You know they they start making these Avengers appearances in the movies, and it, it's really cool. Um, now the, I, but I cannot reward this movie very high because of a number of things. Um, they Thor, he's such a goof. Like he, he he's not Thor anymore. He's like, he's like thug. You know, he's like making all these weird jokes that don't fit his character at all. You know, he's like this Asgardian noble, you know, he has a certain way of speaking. And it was just, they really kind of just trashed that. You know, the director of this movie kind of just threw that out and was like, let's just put in a ton of humor, which is cool. But there were certain moments where it's like, okay, you weren't, you were not supposed to be funny at this moment. Like Asgard... Um, you know, this guy is talking about like, you know, don't worry, Asgard will be a safe haven for all those, um, rejected and whatnot. And then Asgard blows up and then he's still making these jokes and you're like, are you joking? Like, (laughs) Asgard just blew up. Like, their home is destroyed and you're making light of it. Like, that is, that's gotta be one of the stupidest things in movies of all time. I, I hate that. And there's this one part where you see... Hulk's rear end. And it's like, why? That's so stupid. Every, everyone figured he had a bum. No one want, no one just needed to see it though. Um, so that was kind of, I, I didn't like that. Um, however, um, I do love seeing Thor getting his power and learning that his hammer was just a way to channel it and that he still is really powerful without it. And I, I thought that was really cool. Um, it, it really is a good movie hella is a really good bad guy or bad gal i guess in this movie she's she's very powerful and intimidating really poses a threat and it, it's cool very it's a good movie though um next one is spider-man homecoming this movie is awesome because it finally shows spider-man like the way he's supposed to be you know he's a kid he's not like some guy that just graduated college or whatnot, you know, like the Andrew Garfield ones. It's like, you know, this is fine, but they just cast Andrew Garfield because girls think he's hot, you know? And Tom Holland, you know, he's very boy-like, but he's also simultaneously, like, ripped, and so you can see, like, how strong he's become. And um, the villain in this movie is really awesome because he's just trying to do these things to support his family. um, And... You know, he's, he has very altruistic intentions, but Spider-Man still needs to stop him because what he's doing is wrong. Um, and then there's these crazy scenes. This is probably, I don't think I've ever been more stressed in a Marvel movie than I was when I saw Infinity War and then Civil War and then this movie. <laughs> this movie's so, uh, it's so stressful because Um, you know, you see the, you see the villain's eyes at the part where he's figuring out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and you're just like, Oh no. And then just like, there's all these crazy scenes and you're like, Oh shoot. Like, how is this even going to happen? And it's really cool. And you get Iron Man in here who I got to say, Iron Man is definitely the character that, um, develops the most in these movies. He starts out as this Playboy millionaire that really only cares about himself and his business. Um, he doesn't treat women very well. By the time Spider-Man: Homecoming comes out, he treats women very well, or at least a lot better than he used to. Um, he's a lot more. Um, he's a lot more decent. You know, he, he has a lot of. He, his moral compass is a lot more north facing than it used to be, and he's like a mentor. It's like a father figure for Peter Parker, essentially, and that's a really cool aspect of the movie. Um, and yeah, it's really good. It's, it has a very high school esque feel to it because, you know, he's, he's in high school. I think he's like a sophomore or something. And it's, it's really cool. Very, very well done. And then you have the next one on the list, which is Guardians of the Galaxy number two, volume two, I guess. Now, this movie, you know, I, I acknowledge that the first Guardians of the Galaxy is probably a better movie than this one, but I love this one for so many reasons. First of all, Kurt Russell is in this movie and he's, you know, Kurt Russell was part of my childhood because if you've ever seen movies like um, The Computer Who Wore Tennis Shoes or The Strongest Man in the World or The Horse with the Gray Flannel Suit, you know, or Follow Me Boys, you know, like these are all movies that he's been in. And they're just these old Disney movies, just classic films. And, you know, I, it was so cool to see him in this movie. It's like, Kurt Russell, wow! You know, it's just super awesome. The, I think this movie is so funny. There are so many parts in this movie where I'm just dying of laughter. <laughs> and um, again, it being a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it's really quite... Um, uh, crude at times and does have a lot of language. It has a lot of language. I think this movie probably has more language than any Marvel movie. Um, none of these movies have the F word though. And that's cool. I'm a fan of, of no F words. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think the plot of this movie is pretty awesome just cause it's like, Whoa, Star Lord, you know, Peter Quill has, These, like, amazing powers he didn't even know about. And that's why he was able to wield the Infinity Stone in the first one. It it really clears up that plot hole. And I I love how much you see the character Yondu in this movie. He's a lot more prominent in this movie. And he's really... He's a funny character. I love that character. And, you know, he gives his life to save Star-Lord. And, you know, it's really cool. Um... And I, I don't know, I just, I love this movie. Mantis is really weird, but I do, I do like her. I, I do like her in this movie. And then you have, after this movie, you have the first Avengers. Okay, now we're getting to the movies on the side of, like, ooh, these are, these are good ones. So the first Avengers, you know, it's a classic. You see the Avengers all team up for the first time. You know, they all have different personalities. They're trying to work with each other. You know, the humor in this movie, I don't know, it's, it's so crisp. It's just such crisp humor, like the jokes, you're like, this totally makes sense. <laughs> I don't know, that's just how I feel about it. And it's really, it's a movie that has never been made, like there's been nothing like it until it came out, just because, you know, you have all these superheroes who finally get together and fight alongside each other, who have each had their, like the the four prominent ones, they've each had their own movies before that. And now you see them all together fighting this big threat. You know, it's cool to see all their abilities, how they work together to solve these problems. Um, it's just, it's really, really cool. I don't know really what else to say about it. It's just, it's a great movie. Definitely a classic. This is a classic movie. And then the next one on the list is... Avengers Age of Ultron. This is the uh, second Avengers movie. Now, the reason I like this one more than the first one is because I love Ultron. I think he's one of the coolest villains of all time. I love his voice. And he has this really creepy, like, philosophy regarding humanity and how in order to save the world, it needs to be destroyed type thing. It's just really creepy he's like quoting the Bible and like obviously misinterpreting it and things like that and <laughs> obviously I don't encourage misinterpreting the scriptures but it, it's really creepy and he's just such a good villain because of that and you know you're introduced to a couple new superheroes which really also this is another movie where it's like okay things just got weird and you know this is where you see vision for the first time he has an infinity stone in his forehead, and so you're like, okay, I think these things are important, (laughs) you know, you see Thor's, Thor's vision, where he, you know, sees the Infinity Stones and whatnot, it's, it's really, it's, it's cool, um, and the action is awesome, because you have the scene where, like, the Hulk and, uh, uh, Tony Stark's Hulkbuster suit are fighting each other, that part is so fun to watch, um, oh man, It, it, it's a good one. Next one on the list, Doctor Strange. I love, love Doctor Strange. Um, There's this, Doctor Strange is such a cool superhero and this movie's awesome because it's really unlike any Marvel movie up to this point because, you know, you're dealing with like different realms, different dimensions, you know, portals and like crazy magic and stuff. And, you know, time is just like, you're just like, whoa, what is happening? There are so many scenes in this movie where you're like, my mind cannot process everything because this is just so insane. I I watched this movie with my one of my friends recently who just got back from his mission and he hadn't seen it yet. And I saw it with him and afterwards he was like, this has got to be one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and I totally agree. There's a cool theme throughout the movie about like time and stuff. There's You always see these like shots of like clocks or you know watches, and it's just like it was it was very well done. And the soundtrack is really good. It's a hopefully I doesn't book, I hopefully I don't butcher his name. Michael Giacchino, I think that's how you say his name. He did the soundtrack for the Incredibles movies and also the Star Trek movies and Rogue One. He's just really good. Um, then after after Doctor Strange, we've got the first. Iron Man movie this is the movie that started it all you know if, if this movie had flopped we wouldn't be at, at this point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe probably wouldn't have made it this far and this movie is really awesome because it's such a good origin story you know you see a clear change in morality with Tony Stark and um kind of how that like there's this amazing scene where, you know, he has his arc reactor, that glowing thing in his chest that keeps the shrapnel in his body from, like, killing him. And, uh, you know, it's, he essentially makes a better arc reactor later on than the one that he just crafted in that cave that he stranded in the beginning of the movie. And so he, he was going to throw away his old arc reactor, but he saves it, or uh, Pepper Pot saves it, and writes... You know, this nice little thing that says, Proof that Tony Stark has a heart. You know, it's like, oh, that's a nice thing. And it turns out that um, in that movie, uh, the bad guy takes out Tony's new arc reactor, so he goes downstairs and grabs the new one, or, or I mean the old one, and puts it in. And it's just really cool how, you know, he's using his old arc reactor to kind of beat the new one. And, you know, like, this is where you first see the Marvel Universe start. I don't know, it's just, it's such a good origin story, great movie, and the thing with this movie that's interesting is that um, Colonel Rhodes is a different actor in this movie, so you have to kind of get past that, but um, then you see him in, you know, the second Iron Man, then they keep that actor, which I like that actor more, but he's good in this one, or that I mean the actor that plays him is good in this one, so there's that. I'm, man, this this is exhausting, talking about all these movies. I'm like, I'm actually getting pretty tired. But, hey, you know, we only got like five more. We got this. So, all right, number five, like fifth place, the first Captain America movie. I absolutely love Captain America. He's got to be, he's tied with Superman for my favorite superhero ever. Um, Just because... Um, he has such a strong moral compass even before he gets his superhuman abilities. And as you watch the movie, you see that's why he was chosen to receive those powers, is because he, the scientists that created the serum or whatever knew that he wouldn't abuse it, that he would fight for the right reasons. He wasn't just a bully, you know, he wasn't just a thug. Um, and it's just, it's amazing to see how you know, throughout the movie, he's just doing these things that um, helps and he wants to be doing the right thing. You know, he there's that segment where he's doing like that show showboating type stuff with those dancing girls and whatnot. And he just doesn't feel like he's making the impact that he could. Like he's very proactive. He's searching for ways to help people, you know, and I just think that's amazing. He's just so good. You know, you see the Red Skull in this one. He's a pretty awesome villain. And man, when he showed up in Avengers Infinity War, I lost my mind. I was like, are you serious? I was just like, what? And for all those people that made fun of me for theorizing that he's still alive, you know who you are. Um, Get wrecked because he was in Infinity War and I was right. So yeah, like I said, get wrecked. (laughs) That aside... Yeah, great movie. First Captain America. The first Captain America, it feels very Indiana Jones-esque, in my opinion. Like, I'm not talking like Crystal Skull. I'm talking like Last Crusade, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It just, I don't know, when I watch this movie, like, at the beginning, you know, you see that scene where, like, the guy's like, so how what kind of crane do we need to use to get this thing out of the ice? And then the guy's like, well, you don't understand... You'll need a heck of a crane to get this thing out, and then it shows this shot of like this weird spaceship, and you're like, "Whoa, what, what's going on?" I, I don't know. It just feels very like Spielberg, like good Spielberg esque type. I don't know. he's just super. I'm super in love with that. And getting Tommy Lee Jones to play the general, that was that was good. Good job, Marvel. Good casting on that one. He's so good at that role. Um. All right, number four, you got Captain America. The Winter Soldier. This movie might have, like, this might be the most insane action movie ever as far as just, like, you know, kind of spies and, you know, hand-to-hand combat and, like, just guns and things. Like, this movie is ridiculous. You know, you got The Winter Soldier who turns out to be Captain America's best friend. When I saw Winter Soldier for the first time, I was just like, are you serious? Like I was just mind blown like <gasps> what? <laughs> and like this is the this is probably the movie where you start seeing things in the movie and you're like, hold on. What? <laughs> you know, you're just like in shock of how amazing the surprises are. This is probably the movie that starts it. And it has a very cool spy kind of like James Bourne, Mission Impossible esque type feel. You know, there's these spies, you know, secret undercover organizations, infiltrating other organizations. Um, And this is another movie where you just see Captain America shine as far as his moral compass goes. You know, he he believes in his friend so much, even though he's been brainwashed and um, kind of forced to do what's wrong, he doesn't fight him. And that leaves an impact on Bucky so hard that he ends up just he stops, you know, he and he's he makes Bucky stop what he's doing. And eventually Bucky, he you know, he's so confused and that leads into the plot of Civil War. Um it's I, I just I don't know. This movie's so cool. And like the car chase scene with Nick Fury, that that part is insane. It is so good. Alright, number three. Avengers Infinity War. Now, the reason I can't have this movie be my favorite is because there's not enough Captain America in it. It's so good. This movie is so good, don't get me wrong. But Captain America, he's not in it enough. I mean, and I know they're going to compensate for that in the next Avengers movie. They're going to put a lot of, a lot more of Captain America in it, which I'm excited for. That'll be really good. Or at least they better. I, I don't know for sure if they will, but I'm pretty sure they will. Um, but this movie, this movie plays with your emotions so hard. Like... You know, you see characters die, certain characters make decisions. Um, ultimately, the crazy cliffhanger at the end, you're just like, I was in shock. I was legitimately in shock. There's only two times in my life where I've been in shock. The first time was in this crazy car accident I got, and I almost died. And then the second was after watching this movie. I was so blown away by like how out of control it was. And, you know, when I was driving me and my friends home from the theater after that, I was like, we cannot, no one's allowed to talk. I I have to process this. It was nuts. And um, I I, it was just, it's so, and the, the action in this movie is so cool. Like, it's getting, you're getting into like Lord of the Rings, insane Helm's Deep battle territory in this movie. Like the huge battle in Wakanda at the end. It is so, so cool. And just the villains are really, really cool. Finally seeing all the characters meet each other, like the Guardians of the Galaxy meeting Iron Man. So cool. You know, Doctor Strange coming in now, you know. You got Thor, he's back. And he's, you know, he's met the Guardians. Like, it's just, it's just really cool. I, I love it for so many reasons. The soundtrack in this movie is so compelling. Like, there's two scenes with insane music. It's the first one is when Thanos sacrifices Gamora. And then the second is when Scarlet Witch has to kill Vision to like save the universe. It is just you're just like I was legitimately weeping in this movie. I was crying just cuz I was like this is insane. I I totally thought Captain America was going to die and I was sad about that. I was crying cuz I thought he was going to die. And then you watch Peter Parker being like I don't feel so good. I don't want to go. You know, like that part's that's a tearjerker for sure. It's just like, it it is ridiculous. So good though. This this movie is insane. And then number two, Black Panther. I don't care what all my friends say, this movie is amazing. (laughs) This movie is so, so good. This movie is amazing because you have an amazing culture. That's just so fascinating. You know, they got their technology, which is so different from the Earth. It's like, how are they, how how can they conceal this? They got this amazing soundtrack, you know, amazing accents. It's just such a breath of fresh air of a Marvel movie because it's so unique and different and amazing. Their culture is just so fascinating. The action in this movie is really different and cool because their fighting styles different, you know, the Black Panther's abilities unique to other superheroes. The villain in this movie is so amazing because you you totally feel bad for him at the end of the movie when he dies. You're just like, I know he's a bad guy, but I feel so bad for him. And yeah, I haven't really felt that with too many of these other villains. Um and you're just like, oh, man, you It's very compelling. I didn't cry in this movie or anything, but you're just you leave the movie and you're like, wow, that was really, really good. At least that's how you should have felt if you didn't watch it again because you messed up. (laughs) But the I just and the soundtrack is it's just it's way different from any other soundtrack in the Marvel movies, and it's just it has this unique, genuine, just amazing, compelling feel to it. I love this movie so much. And you have the whole theme of, like, if we reveal what Wakanda truly is, we're at risk of, like, people taking advantage of that. And, you know, the argument, of course, is, well, there are people in need, and we could be helping them with that. We could be above what we're afraid of. And I'm glad that they decided to, you know, King T'Challa decided to share his technology with the rest of the world so that they could benefit from it. I think that's really cool. And that leads me to my favorite Marvel movie of all time, Captain America: Civil War. It I love this movie for so many reasons. A, the villain in this movie is he has no superpowers whatsoever. I mean, he has a little bit of like fighting skill, but like compared to the other Avengers, he's so weak. He could be taken down so easily. Yet he was able to do the most damage to the Avengers solely based on his patience and his ability to deceive and it's just like he used emotional tactics to like destroy the Avengers essentially and it's so cool and the thing with this movie is that I did not realize how many people were on Iron Man's side because it's like I'm so on Captain America's side you know it's like obviously he's in the right you know he's making the right decisions but then you see uh, but i talked with people when this came out in high school and i was like wait are you seriously on iron man's team like obviously captain america's correct like i did not realize how many people were on both sides like it was a civil war between iron man and captain america and also the captain fans and the iron man fans like it was it was nuts like how controversial that was and Just, like, how it played with your mind. You know, you see the Avengers fighting each other, essentially, and it just breaks your heart. You're like, no, 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 this is so bad. And fortunately, none of them die. But, like, the scene at the end when Iron Man gets pitted against Captain America and he just, he loses his mind. Just, like, that part, you're like, oh, this is so depressing and sad. And the action in this movie is out of control because you have the airport scene at where all of the superheroes are fighting each other, that part is ridiculous and so good. And in this movie, they were able to fit in a lot of humor that was appropriate. That's why I congratulate this humor a lot more than Thor Ragnarok, because this humor was appropriate. It didn't ruin any compelling moments or anything. That's something the Russo brothers are good at. They have humor at appropriate times, whereas Thor Ragnarok really kind of failed on that one. But um, I remember... The feeling I had watching this movie in the theater, Civil War. I was really excited for Infinity War, and I was probably equally excited for Civil War, just because I had no idea how things were going to turn out, you know? I told, I thought Captain America might die in this one, too, in Civil War. I was so afraid. But, anyway, that's that's my order of Marvel movies. Now, Captain Marvel and, and the next Avengers haven't come out yet. I don't know, I'll I'll definitely give my spiel when those movies come out, but... Yeah, th- there you have it. That's those. That's probably my list of Marvel movies from my least favorite to favorite. And so, wow, that is that is exhausting. I need a drink of water, super bad, because my throat is very dry now. But yes, if you can't tell, I'm very passionate about this stuff. <laughs> now, I I don't get into the comics or anything. I don't. I'm not a nerd in that sense. But I'm I'm just I I, I like the movies a lot. Because I've, I've talked about how I don't like reading. I, I don't think I'd be able to keep up with the comics. I know that's not that much reading. That's just how much I don't like it. But yeah, these movies are really good. Um, it It's probably about time for me to start watching the Marvel movies from the first Iron Man up to um, you know Ant-Man and the Wasp because Captain Marvel comes out in March. And if I'm going to watch these on a relatively reasonable rate, I'll probably need to watch one each week starting in like... A month or two. I don't know. I'll have to figure that out. But anyway, there's that. Um, a little less inspirational today. I'm just talking about Marvel movies today. If you made it this far, congratulations. You're a very patient person, and I love you. <laughs> but yes, um, I'll talk with you guys next time. And yeah, I'll see you then. Thanks.